0: Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Let it rain.
1: You remember the class where I taught you all how to make it rain?
2: Make it rain.
1: Dollar, dollar, bills, y'all. all right here we go it is now a tuesday january the 7th the year is 2020 and by the way word of advice uh when you start to if you even still do write anything where it needs to be dated do not write zero one zero seven twenty because there are some unscrupulous people out there who could take that and go oh 2018 2017 2019 they can go ahead and backdate anything they want so Word of advice, spell out damn 2020. It didn't take but seven days for the stories to start surfacing of people already getting scammed, checks being written and everything else because they're getting a little lazy. Write out 2020, save yourself a whole lot of uh, headaches. Uh, And uh, I would also explain that to uh, Jerry Jones, who is going to be writing himself uh, a couple of checks coming up this year. But it looks like he's already written a check to Mike McCarthy, who then in turn made him write a check to Mike Nolan, uh, who is also going to go ahead and make him uh, write a check. I guess he's going to continue writing checks to Kellen Moore. Why? Uh, Because he's a Jerry boy. And Jerry says, listen, I'd love you to keep Kellen Moore. You're going to hire whoever you want. But I'd love you to keep Kellen Moore. So, uh, yeah, guess what? Kellen Moore, he is more than uh, open to keeping Kellen Moore on the staff, which makes zero sense since Mike McCarthy is, you know, going to be calling the plays and has already said that. Uh, but the uh, the Dallas Cowboys continue to be the Dallas Cowboys. And they uh, I don't want to kill Mike McCarthy because I really do hope and I believe in the, uh, the greater ability of men to be able to evolve and change and you know, see maybe some of the error of their ways and strive to be better. And uh, I certainly right. hope that's the case here. But his first hire of Mike Nolan is nothing more than, "Hey, you did me a solid when you hired me back in San Francisco and started my career, so I'll return the favor by hiring you here, a defensive coordinator." Guys, that listen. We are not talking an innovator here. We're talking about as mediocre as humanly possible uh, Mike Nolan defenses. So uh, and then, of course, you're going to keep Kellen Moore, which also makes zero sense since uh, he was half of the problem with the offense to begin with. So once again, it's Jerry's team. It's Jerry's world. And anybody who's buying into somehow this is going to be different. I'll believe it when I see it. I'm rooting for Mike McCarthy because football's better when the Cowboys are good. But um, already, I can. 24 hours within 24 hours, you finally fire Jason Garrett and yet hire Mike McCarthy when you're trying to protect Jason Garrett was the whole reason. I, you know, what happens if Jerry doesn't like you, Dane? What happens? What happens then? What is he? What could he possibly do if he doesn't like you? He can move on from you. He can do whatever he damn well pleases,
3: Joe. <laughs> Good morning, Joe. Good morning, degenerates on Make It Rain. Let's cock-a-doodle do it. He can do whatever he wants because he owns the damn team. You know what I mean? And that's what we talk about. Like Dolan can do whatever he wants if he don't like you with the Knicks because he owns the damn team. They ain't firing themselves. We say that all the time. And I think you're right, Joe. You know, the idea of Uh, retaining Kellen Moore, of bringing in other kind of retreads, shall we say, in essence, protects this as Jerry Jones's fiefdom, right? I mean, if this was going to be Lincoln Riley, right, it might have then been, ooh, some new, innovative, uh, who knows? But that maybe wouldn't have sat well with Jerry. He might have lost some control. Uh, What I want to ask you back, though, Joe, is is it possible to evolve And to still bring in, like, your guys? You know, he's bringing in Nolan. Uh, Like you said, he did him a solid. But a lot of people have that, right? Every coach has, like, their tree and their guys. So is it possible to bring in your crew of, you know, coaches and staff, but also evolve with the analytics or in a new way of being a player's guy or whatever the case may be? Is it possible to do both?
1: It's not easy, but... Yeah, you know, because the more you bring in the same old same old, right. you might evolve. All Dolan, do I all know, dogs do new I know I know that Nolan is. I mean, how right. he's a he's a linebackers coach with the Saints for the last 3 years. How evo- you know, right. how evolved has he come as a defensive coordinator? I I don't know.
3: No, I think that's fair. That's the I think it's fair. I I just wouldn't, you know, people in the evolution, right? I just don't want to automatically say that um you know, like I said, old dog, new tricks. I think it's possible, but yeah. I think you're right. It's hard. It's hard, and it does the, – the Kellen Moore thing to me is 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 worse because maybe McCarthy bringing in his guy in Mike Nolan, maybe he can. that's his guy. He could be like, and this is the way we want to do it. Kellen Moore is not his guy. You know what I mean? And so right. that is still kind of like – having a mole for Jerry in the building almost or something like that, you know, whereas I would think if it was just his own guys, maybe even the Nolan that he could say, and this is the way we're going to do things, you know, but the Kellen Moore one uh, to me, says more about, like, yeah, this is Jerry keeping his finger on the pulse and keeping his you grip on it
1: all. <laughs> you bet your answer it is yep. It's yep. Jerry going, listen, I gave him a contract, so I'm going to pay him. But it yep. would be – I'm not going to tell you who to hire, but this would mm-hmm. be great if you just kept Kellen around. Yeah, of course. Right. So, you know, Let's put otherwise it, this way. it makes I wouldn't sense. be
3: surprised if Kellen Moore is the next head coach <laughs> of the Dallas Cowboys.
1: In two years, exactly correct. Or well, whatever it is, <laughs> exactly in two years, in exactly five correct. years, in, in six yep.
3: months, or in eight yep. years. You know what I yep. mean?
1: So true. The same way yeah. he was
3: grooming Garrett, because he had a soft spot for him as a player. Yep. Kellen Moore yep. fits the same profile.
1: You, it's, it's Jerry being Jerry, and that's why the timing of it all, I, I get listen, if McCarthy was your guy, I get you wanting to hire him before somebody else did because he was a, you know, he was at the top of the Giants list. He'd already sure. gone to Cleveland, like there was. So I get it. You know, same thing with Ron Rivera. I understand yep. the urgency Legit to sign demand. guys. That you feel, listen, if you feel it's your guy, you better hurry up and get him because somebody else is going to hire him. And I got no problem with that. I just, it feels like it was more of the safe move for Jerry as opposed to the, you know, all right, we've got to stop being what we've been over 20 years, which is the same old, same old. And we've got to do something outside of the box. and. That's not Jerry. I I guys it's just, you know, and I feel bad for Cowboys fans cuz they want to be excited but then at the same time they're like, "Oh god. Like, you know, we still don't have the... You're also talking about a guy that has proven over the years. He doesn't like to run the ball. All right? I, you know, name me a great uh Green Bay Packers running back that he uh that he was explosive for. Come so, on,
2: Green. Every- yeah, I, don't I mean,
1: know. everybody has always said, well, you got to run the offense through Zeke. Well, you ain't running it through Zeke with Mike McCarthy, guys. It's not happening. I wonder, do so, uh, you think Zeke winds up putting on some pounds like Eddie Lacy? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> Mike. <my point. laughs> whatever you think is going to happen is probably not going to happen. But they'll have data. They'll have analytics. And they already paid Zeke. <laughs>
0: so, you might want to that. use them. <laughs>
1: It's interesting, uh, too, Dane, because a lot of Cowboys uh, fans are, you know, they're screaming and yelling, well, what was the rush? What was going Why Mike McCarthy? And I get them wanting a lot of the, you know, the a flashy hire, you know, a hot name, that kind of situation. Sure. But, you know, the reality is the one thing that Mike McCarthy brings to the table that that flashy hire is not is this isn't. You know, this isn't Minnesota. This isn't, um, you know, this isn't the Jets. You are going into a situation where expectations of Jerry are going to be a Super Bowl or bust, which is pretty much exactly what it was. You're talking a blue blood in Green Bay that every year those people expected to win, especially given the fact that you had Brett Favre and you had Aaron Rodgers. Under a microscope, I don't even think is is fair to say here. It was ridiculous. You think it's bad in other places. You know, they got nothing but the Packers in Green Bay. So the idea of not being able to win everything Mike McCarthy did. He knows how to run an organization that's going to be under the microscope at all times. And the bottom line is he's got a ring in that building. Uh, Jason Garrett didn't. And, you know, that ring, no matter what, and that resume of working with Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, Steve Young. I mean, listen, I get why running backs weren't all that successful. When you have that list of quarterbacks, sure, you're not really going to run the ball and take it out of their hands very often. And I get that. And people need to take that into consideration. But when the question comes, what does Mike McCarthy bring that uh, that Jason Garrett does. Well, A, he brings a history of winning the games that Jason Garrett couldn't because he made it to the playoffs. Now, he made it to a Super Bowl and won one. But the truth is, you can't even win the games like that Philadelphia game a couple of weeks ago to get your ass into the playoffs. Like, you can't even do that. So, to me, I get the hire on a a big level with McCarthy because if it's one thing you better have is you better have thick skin and you better understand how to operate – when the whole world and the media is going to scrutinize every damn thing that you do, and that's exactly what he had in Green Bay, especially with a hall of fame, two hall of fame quarterbacks, and that's what he's going to have in Dallas. And I'm, you know, can Lincoln Riley handle that? I don't know. I wouldn't want to risk it. Not with this. Not with how much money they're going to be doling out on that offensive line and that running back. And now you got to pay Dak. That's an expensive proposition to say. Let's see how it goes, and let's see how they handle it. You got to take that into consideration.
3: You do have to take that into consideration, Joe. You know, it's not only about being a good old ball coach, right? Mm -hmm. It's about being the ball coach for the Dallas Cowboys. And I do think that's an important distinction because of everything else that goes around America's team, right? From having Jerry Jones there to, you know, just the fact that you are the public team, you know, you're on Thanksgiving day every year, national TV, you're the known logo or everything else that comes around it. You know, you want to make sure that that person has the gravitas or at least that the job, the chair isn't too big for that person. Right. And I do understand that maybe one of the college guys couldn't have had that. Maybe a guy like Marvin Lewis didn't have that level of expectation in a market like Cincinnati. Um, But uh, McDaniels is no stranger to that kind of pressure with New England and the prestige and the level that that organization was at and handling Tom Brady is just like handling Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers, right? So I do agree that the job with Dallas is different than probably 28 or 29 of the other head coaching jobs. And so you Mm. do have to factor in. Uh, Some of the other responsibilities of that chair and maybe McCarthy um, profiles to be big enough to do Mm -hmm. that. So I buy that. But Joe, isn't that still part of the like Jerry keeping control of the narrative? Right. Because the only reason that that job is all that other stuff is because of the way that Mm -hmm. Jerry has run the organization and the prestige that it has. So it's all roads still lead back to Jerry,
1: right? Always. Absolutely always. And and listen, don't be shocked either. I mean, I know a lot of people are up in arms about the timing of this. Dane, there is a really good possibility that for the last six months – They have already been holding interviews behind the scenes, right? They probably they've already, you know, by the time McCarthy came and they deducted it, I can promise you they've all they didn't leave any stone unturned. You just don't know. We don't know about it. But I'm sure they already vetted Lincoln Riley and all the other guys and names you want to throw their way. I'm fairly certain Jerry Jones and company they did their homework and this was the guy that they thought was the best not because they didn't give Lincoln and everybody else and all of these hot guys. they already did their homework. We just don't know about it then
3: yeah, I mean that's true I mean listen I'm damn sure that like Mike McCarthy's agent. You know, mm-hmm. is also the agent for someone in the Cowboys, and they've been able to back channels and whatever, talk exactly. through this, you know, exactly. for a while. I, yep. I mean, the man stayed at Jerry Jones's house overnight, right? Like, they, they there's something already there. Yep. Here's my question, yep. though. Did they technically satisfy the Rooney rule? Yeah, Marvin Lewis. Oh, Marvin Lewis. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> and yeah, that's probably right. why they interviewed Marvin yeah. Lewis. Like, and that's, and I that's, think they that had gets this, this
1: planned the whole time. I think they had this planned the whole time.
3: Joe, because then you got a guy like Marvin Lewis or even a Jim Caldwell, who I'm advocating mm-hmm. for. Right. That right. then not because they are a real candidate, but just right. to kind of check the box that yep. that doesn't necessarily sit well with me, okay. There's yeah. other guys, like for example, the Buffalo Bills defensive coordinator Leslie Frazier. Okay, he's been rumored to be getting interviews. And listen, the Bills' defense has been great. Frazier's a former head coach in this league right. with Minnesota, I believe. But I just don't want guys getting token interviews either. You know,
1: it's been ha- and it sucks. Um, I know and it's and happening. But you know, I get the on. Rooney Rule. I get what Pittsburgh was doing. I get what the Rooneys were doing in order to Not ensure. But it, it, it's been abused since. Right. It's been abused since the time. But yeah. I do think that's also this didn't happen by accident where they were just so blown away with talking to Mike no. McCarthy for the first time. They kept him. No, they they brought in Marvin Lewis. They kept McCarthy in Dallas because they knew they were already hiring him. They satisfied the Rooney rule with Marvin Lewis. And guys, they had already done their homework on everybody else. They they had already knew this was coming and right. they were coordinating. This was all planned. Jerry doesn't get to be a billionaire owner. He's a lot of things, um, but what he's not is a moron. And, un, you know, he's not just going to hire a guy he met for 24 hours, keep him in Dallas and pretend like, oh, I'm just so enamored. Like, no, no. They This and has Joe, been in the works for a while.
3: Yeah. And we knew this also, Joe, because remember, a, ye- a full year ago, Joe, yep. they neglected to extend Jason Garrett, right? Hello. We knew. Yep. That this guy was, in essence, dead man walking for an entire year, okay? So what do you think, like, Stephen Jones, let's say, was doing behind the scenes for a year? We knew this, right? We knew that there was kind of the ultimatum that they had to step up or make the playoffs this year or do whatever it was, whatever that threshold we thought it was, for them to retain Jason Garrett. We knew when they didn't extend the damn contract a year, they've been working on this for a while. So that's why also, Joe, it was so weird that this week, it was strung out over the course of, you know, four days.
1: Yes, that's correct. Uh, I, exactly. But it was strung out for so they could get their ducks in a row, yeah. satisfy everyone, and then ready. But it guys, it had been done. I mean, it was already right. decided. It's not that hard to figure out here. Um, they might not have publicly said, We talked to Lincoln Riley or Matt Roy, but trust me, they did. Maybe not Jerry directly, but people Jerry trust very much had already made the decision that not going to be a situation we want. And Jerry made it clear beyond a shadow of a doubt that he thinks the team as currently constructed is ready to roll. It's ready to roll, right? I mean, he is basically telling you by going the NFL experience route, that this team can win now. We need some structure. We need some experience. We need, so Jerry, there is not going right. to be a whole big, you know, spending in the offseason on free. No, he thinks he's got the guys. And now Mike McCarthy, you got a five year deal, dude. It's it's put up or shut up time. I'm going to be very interested to see the use of, cause everything Dak does well is not what Mike McCarthy was dealing with with Aaron Rodgers right. and company. So. right. What's How is he gonna how so is that going to change? So if this has been in the works
3: also all year, and they knew McCarthy was their guy, you think they were already asking McCarthy
1: what he thought about Jack? I, yeah. I think he's got I a plan, absolutely. That's why a
0: contract hasn't come yep. yet?
1: Yep, yep. I I'm can't wait to that's see
0: right.
1: the offense. I really can't. Because he sold him on that. He sold him on that. Not
0: analytics. Right. DailyRoto.com
1: Time to get on the grid, and uh, why don't you find us on YouTube? If you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe at the Sports Grid Network. All the fantasy and sports betting advice you need in one spot, guys. It is the Sports Grid Network. Subscribe, hit that bell in the upper right-hand corner, and never miss an episode. Plus, tell us on Instagram at Sports grid TV. And tonight, uh, plenty of action uh, going on across the uh, across the sports landscape, six NBA games, 12 NHL games, 29 great college basketball games as conference play is in full effect. And uh, yeah, it would be a really good time for you guys to get in the game tonight. And you could do so by heading over to DraftKings and the Sportsbook, where if you are watching right now, you can go ahead and get yourself a deposit bonus of up to 500 bucks. Now, here's how it works. You go ahead, create yourself a DraftKings Sportsbook account. You drop in a deposit and then place that first bet, and DraftKings will match it with a 50% bonus of up to 500 bucks. Now, the offer eligible for all users and new users, you guys get a risk-free bet of up to 200 bucks, but you got to make the effort. Go to sportsgrid.com forward slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com forward slash DK. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It is 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply check out the website for details. And uh you know Dan yesterday when we got off the air um yeah. and we a lot of stuff obviously broke uh, a little bit later in the morning early afternoon yesterday. And uh I was interested to get your thoughts on the speaking of DraftKings the controversy surrounding uh, a yes. million dollar winner uh for one of these uh DFS tournaments from over the weekend and if you guys uh, aren't aware there was a 1 million dollar Prize that was won by a former contestant, a uh, uh, two former contestants exactly on The Bachelor, yeah. and uh, of course the great thing that I love about DFS Twitter and the DFS community is that it's uh, it is a very niche community guys and they they do an amazing job of policing themselves an amazing job of policing themselves because you have guys that are uh, extremely intelligent highly intelligent number one guys that do this for a living and more than anything else if they get beat they want to know and this is the great part about uh, you know guys like drew and and everybody yeah. else at daily roto is that they want to know why they got beat where could they have gotten better and, of course, when a former Bachelor contestant uh, mm-hmm. named Jane Hooper wins, uh, wins herself a million-dollar maker, the first thing that a lot of these guys did was say, okay, well, I know her husband. Her husband is apparently, um, uh, Tanner Talbert is somebody who is very active in the DFS community. Right. So it wasn't him who took it down. It was her who took it down. So the first thing they do is they go back forever on her social media pages, and they can't find not one mention oh, of anything, not, nothing of DFS that's related, it. right? Except for the fact when it was pointed out by somebody that, oh, look at this, a former Bachelor contestant won the, uh, you know, won the Millionaire Maker, and then that's when the chip started to fall. So maybe unnecessarily that uh, that reality show fame really started to shine a light on them that they didn't need The bottom line, guys, is that they submitted, the claim is they submitted 300 lineups, 150 a piece, $25 a a piece, rather. 300 lineups, 150 for him, 150 for her. And of those 300 lineups, Dane, and this is the kicker, uh, because they actually went through all of them, 298 of them were unique. And that means they basically pulled their lineup so they wouldn't have duplicate players, which gave them... It, not a big chip, but it gave them, of course, a better chance of being able to cash a ticket because they didn't have any overlay. They didn't they have coverage. to worry. Right. They had, they had, coverage had total of- coverage. Right. So at least having they had a better shot of at least one ticket. Now, of course, that is what they consider an unfair advantage. Now, DraftKings was slow to respond to this yesterday because as it blew up on Twitter and social media, eventually they came out yesterday afternoon and said, listen, guys, we just figured it out. We are in the process of investigating. We'll let you know. They have not paid out the million dollar payment. But is this something that can even be proven, Dane? Is my question? I mean, you can you can hurl the accusations all you want. The reality is if you don't give them the million dollars, um you better be able to prove that there was uh that there was something going on here and that they weren't in fact able to get it done themselves.
3: I'll take it a step further, Joe. I don't care if you can prove it. I don't I yeah. really don't. Right. If right, each right. one of them put in 150 lineups, I don't care like the word that comes up for me is like syndicate or conglomerate, mm-hmm. right? And I I I honestly, where is that what did they do wrong, Joe? I don't think they did anything technically wrong or illegal or against the rules, I'm surprised this doesn't happen more. I'm surprised there isn't a big old conglomerate that, you know, guys like Drew are in together, you know, um, and doing this. Like, quite frankly, you know, it's like, Joe, if we saw a huge monster or, or the super contest, Joe, in Vegas, right? Right. It'd be like if you, me, uh, you know, Cam, Gabe, the sports keg, and we were all like, let's do it together. Let's pool our money. Let's figure out what games we really like and cover them and make sure we're not Oppo or make sure we have all the permutations covered. Like, right. yes, that's what they are doing. And even if they explicitly told everybody that that's <laughs> what they are doing, I don't right. know that anybody could do anything about it. It's not illegal. I find absolutely zero wrong with it. And in fact, that's why I only play single entry contests on DFS, because I assume that that's what people are doing. And even if they're not doing that, your one individual 150 lineups is already getting more coverage than me and my three lineups anyway. So it's the same theory. I'm just not, you know, of course, that's what's happening.
1: The uh, of course, the uh, the couple there has uh, denied any wrongdoing, saying that, uh, quote, it is incredibly important for us to establish that Jade's win is nothing more than pure luck. And we are confident that uh, DraftKings will determine the same. And really, the bottom line here is, guys, of the 300 uh, of the 300 lineups, they basically used different quarterbacks and wide receivers in all of them so they would not overlap. They guaranteed, basically, that they wouldn't be competing with each other as opposed to with everybody else. So, I'm not sure what the math of it is, and maybe we can get Drew later on or somebody can find out. I don't know what the statistical edge would be. How much more do you increase your chances of actually winning it by doing this this way? Because I've got to believe it's minuscule Dane I I can't I mean is it an edge yeah but is it an edge that's so egregious that it's I I just don't this to me seems like anybody if you and I wanted to get together and map this out right you and I if we had the money would go ahead and drop it in and do exactly this every damn tournament how do we know this isn't happening no, I, I don't not know. I, in fact, know it is happening, Joe. Of course
3: it is happening. Like, right. Joe, we're a network of quote-unquote experts, right? right? We should do this every damn week. We right. should have a damn Google Doc where we're all like, here are the seven guys we like. Here are the guys that are at a lower tier. How do we you know, spread out the permutations of all of this among the – two of us, seven of us, and do right. it so that it's the greatest EV on the whole as we pool our money. Like, right. this does not surprise me, Joe. It really doesn't. And well, I don't I think there's anything guarantee. Wrong with
1: but I mean, just because they did this, I think it's also right. important to understand. This doesn't guarantee it that does they not. were going not. to win this, right? I mean, they still not. needed... A whole lot of ass in what? order to be a. They only won. They only beat a guy by like a point and a half. Right. Like, it's not like they had the winning lineup and the third place lineup and the fourth place lineup <laughs> exactly.
3: and the tenth lineup. You know what I mean? And also, right. Joe. I mean, to put it in to put it in um, maybe a simpler term that maybe more casual people can understand. Joe, let's say you, me, Ariel, you know, uh, Frank Stanfield, Greg Sussman, all together went into a March Madness pool, right? And we were like, listen, we know a 12 seed's going to be to five. That always right. happens, right? But right. I'm going to pick this one 12 seed. You pick this other one. You pick this other one. And you pick this other one. So we have right. coverage. I used to, Joe, with two of my boys, and I, mm-hmm. this isn't unethical, with two of my boys, we used to go to Atlantic City, and we used to all enter the same sit-and-go, one-table poker tournament, Joe. Mm-hmm. And then we were three of the nine seats together. Right. And we realized that if we cash, if one of us won or two of us hit, the prize was more than our share of the entry fee. So it's the same theory. It's the same theory. And to be naive and think it doesn't happen left and right and even more sophisticated ways than this bachelor couple does it. You're
0: naive.
1: Yeah. And it's funny because I'm reading the the threads and a lot of these, uh, the guys, and obviously the ones bitching and moaning the most are the guys that a did not win the tournament. Uh, B sure. <laughs> uh, are, uh, you know, are, and guys that have won before and then reading down the threads. I mean, there are a number of guys that do this for a living that they're calling out. They're like, Oh yeah, this sounds like so-and-so and so-and-so all the time. This happens all the time. They're doing it this. It so none of this guarantees regardless, none of it guarantees an instant win for a million dollars. Like the probability of even doing it this way and thinking this is somehow going to guarantee you even a top five spot, I think is completely, I still have a better shot at probably hitting Powerball. Like you got to be yeah. kidding me here. Like it's, so I didn't pick a quarterback. I, you In your 150, you picked one and 150, I picked the other. How in the hell is this a two-person household? How is right. this not happening all the damn time Everyone. and yet nobody's winning? There's got to be an element of, A, okay, congratulations, but you still got to be a little bit of luck involved here, no? Yes, absolutely.
3: Absolutely, okay? Um, And to your other point about how, like, the other DFS players are on it, remember in that show Action, one of the things they said was that the books and the bookies were actually the best thing for, like, point shaping. You know what I mean? Because they were policing right. it themselves. And when they saw something random or point or something like that that looked funky, everybody it perked up their ears first. And that's what the DFS community is seeing here as well.
1: Yeah, and if somebody copies Drew's lineup, is that unacceptable right. behavior? Absolutely it is. He's giving it, it out yeah. on
3: this network for yeah. that
1: purpose. I don't see how they don't give him the money. We'll keep you posted though. So we uh, somebody broke it down here, James, for these, uh, the DFS here on the quarterback lineups here. So you can understand the uh, the first column of numbers there is uh, is what Jade had in her lineups versus what he had. And as you can see, you know, she had Deshaun Watson 48 times. He didn't have it at all. He had Drew Brees 59 times. She didn't have it all. You know, he had Josh. She had Josh Allen. He didn't. So and I think what's great about this is the fact that they only picked Tom Brady once. (laughs) Right. They were like, let's let's as a syndicate, let's fade the Pats.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And that's kind of what you got to do. Right, Joe? I think that's smart. That's kind of what you got to do. Like, Joe, if you and I were going in together and picking the Powerball numbers, right, Right. it would look like this. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. we right, make Kings. sure we have every permutation possible and that's then right. we throw out two numbers and we know hey if that number come up we're SOL right yeah <laughs> that's yep. how that this looks like the right strategy to do what i think is right. obvious that they're doing and naive to think doesn't happen that's right. why draftkings and fanduel has a limit of 150 entries in the first place
1: This is the and and I think they also realize too, Dana, even by doing this, and even by limiting 150, given the different types of combinations, the odds of you actually hitting it by doing this is just it's so ridiculous anyway. I mean, they really did not give themselves a monster edge here because and from what everyone is saying, this happens all the time, and guys never win. So I, the fact that I think what's happening, too, is that you've got two nobodies really syndic- in the DFS F- community <laughs> that took down at their own game. You know what I, I mean? At their yep. and, and I think that's what the jealousy is going on here yeah. is that people are all bent out of shape that, um, yeah, we do this all the time. And yet we haven't won. You know, who the hell are these oh, The bachelor contestants did it? Oh, hell no. Right. Um, so there might be a little bit of that going on here as well.
3: I think so, too. And here's what I'll also say. And Joe, from a straight math perspective, right? Because you're right. right. You've been saying you could do this. But still, I will say this, though. It's easier on a weekend when there's only four games as opposed ah, to a normal weekend. Great
1: point, too, as well. When great there's point.
3: 14, 15 or 16 games, right? What we're talking right. about here is coverage, right? Mm-hmm. So you can do that in a playoff slate where there's two games or four games, or you can do that when they offer the showdown on the standalone games, right? Because just the straight math of it all is you need fewer permutations to get the coverage we're talking about. So for me, it's interesting and more likely that a random twosome couple was able to do this. As opposed to, like you said, all the guys who professionally do this all the time. I right. think it's interesting that it did, in fact, happen on a weekend and on a slate where it was a more condensed options.
1: Uh, you know what it is, Dan? Here's what we're going to do. You and I are going to run a let's do uh, it. Test Oh, Let's do it. You John. and I are going to do it this weekend. You and I yes. will do it for this slate of games this weekend. Let's do all it. right, the four games. We'll enter 300. 300- We'll enter. We'll do it. it. We'll, we'll, do we'll it. And we will. This sounds like the Friday show. This sounds like our Friday show. Publicly do it. We'll use right. the optimizer. We'll enter the tournaments using those yes. lineups. Yes. And we'll see what happens. If
2: it's and so easy,
1: if it's so yeah, easy, let's, sure. let's see how it works. Let's, let's put it this
3: way, Joe. It's so easy, right? So are we doing this in a $1 contest or in a $25 oh, no. contest? Well, man, how it. easy Cardano is it? Cardano
1: is going to front us the money. It's uh, all good, it's forced, right? It's an experiment. Cardano is going to front us,
3: yes. Right, okay. Sounds good. And here's the thing. Yep. Guys, we interview Drew all the time, right, Joe? And mm-hmm. how does he talk about it? He's even, He even says it in this terminology, right? When we ask right. him, like, oh, what tight end do you like? Or blah, blah, blah. He's like, well, I have this many shares of this guy. Right. I'll have this much, you know, I'll have this guy, I'll have this much uh coverage on this guy. Even as an individual, if you're a guy like Drew and you're putting in 150 lineups, he's trying to lay it out to look exactly like that graphic you just put up. Okay? Yep. But it's just exactly. fewer numbers. <laughs> right. You know, it's just less it's just less bullets in the chamber, that's all. But that right. is the strategy of DFS.
1: And technically it should be a little bit uh should be a little bit easier this way, right? right? How many quarterbacks are we going to have? We're going to have eight Only quarterbacks. Get, or they're going to have four, four, right? So it's going to cut it in half. Great. And we don't even Let's have Taysom ahead. Hill to worry about, Joe. That's correct. <laughs> Randomness. Exactly. We don't because even have I'm that kind of variable you. guy. We don't have Taysom Hill. We don't have Julian Edelman involved, right? right? Yep. So there it's even going easier. to be even this weekend with the games. I guarantee you there is going to be a guy that right. nobody in their right mind is right. probably going to think about playing or in many lineups or- two of our 150, Joe. That's all. And there you go. To exactly. be honest, Joe, yeah.
3: we hope for that. We hope yes. for that. That's OK. Correct. We hope that in our coverage, we happen to have lineups with the right permutation of. 4% owned guys. Again, it's like March Madness, Joe. Where you just have to get the right 13 seed, the right 11 seed. You know it's going to happen. You just got to have coverage on the right ones. That's all. That's
1: it. Yep. And we got four less games to worry about. So, here we go. Exactly. We'll go Let's ahead do it and put Joe. our lineups in. 300 Let's lineups. It. It's that easy. 150 no pieces. No problem. Done. We'll pick we our it. quarterback and uh and we are go. Now, from what I understand, it probably it's easier you do it with quarterbacks and what? Wide receivers, since they're the most uh, they're I guess that's they're the, the most biggest possible. variable, right? That's the biggest variable, right? So there's your running backs, there's do. a
3: consolidated universe, right? right. Every team exactly. involved, you right. know, probably there's only two running backs that are even viable, right? Big so there's team. probably only eight running backs that are viable. Yes. Um same with quarterbacks. I think your wide receiver is really where you get the linchpin. So for example, I saw on social media, the girl Jade Roper Tolbert, right? And you know mm-hmm. one of the things she said was ha 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 and my husband whatever his name is told me not to play DK Metcalf.
0: Well,
2: DK
3: Metcalf yeah. was the variable, right? The lower owned guy who popped off. Could have listened to your boy Speeds the Spitting Statistician on Sunday morning because I would have told you the same damn thing. But, yep. right, he turned out to be the trump card winning variable.
1: Of course. Yep. 160 yards and, uh, and, uh, and that's what put them over the top because if that's they didn't right. have him in that particular lineup, it's over. It's and I bet, I bet off. a bunch
3: of them did have say like Taysom Hill in at tight end. It's it's whoever the random pop off is at the low owning percentage. Did you have any coverage
1: of that guy? It's just getting the damn permutations, right? And I'm going to I'm going to guess that uh even you can get 95% of the lineup right, and it's that 5% that all of a sudden, you know what, of you, you you won nothing come monday and you're like right. what the because hell happened cuz there's hundreds got... of
3: thousands of people in the damn thing <laughs> exactly. you know like that's like
1: exactly. when they
3: ask again in march madness when they're like you have to pick the perfect bracket you'll get yes. and and uh, bill gates and warren buffett are offering 10 million dollars if you that's get correct. it because the per you have to get the perfect permutations and it ain't happening
1: yep Unbelievable. We'll do it Friday, guys. We're going to yeah. submit our Warm lineups up. up because Let's build a
3: syndicate, easy. Joe. Let's That's do it. it.
1: I just want to prove the point that it is so easy for uh, anybody can That's do right. it. We'll go ahead and do it see how we much money this. we win on Monday. We got and here's here's the key. If we're not here on Monday, it works. Have worked. a great life. It was it good talking worked. to you. <laughs> it was a pleasure to
0: <laughs> it <Yeah. laughs> Dana and I are out of here. He's gonna start. Joe, I'm coming down to Miami party. next week anyway, bro. I was gonna so. say you're gonna
1: start the vacation a little early.
0: That's so all. we might not and be able And then
1: here. we could
3: stay and chill on Gronk <laughs> Beach for a week or two afterwards, right? <laughs> and now, it's if we good. are
1: here on Monday, then you'll know it ain't That's nearly right. as easy as everyone's That's bitching right. and moaning and screaming and yelling that it is. That's so, right. But we'll put our best foot, uh we'll put our best foot forward. So funny. Let's do it. Uh we also hear now, this is interesting here. We got uh, uh, report now coming out of it looks like uh, Florio and company over there at okay. uh, at the uh, at BFT. NBC. Yeah. Apparently, Jason Garrett is in the running for the Giants' job, and yep. they will be his. I guess that's uh, their fallback situation here. If Matt Rule, who is coming in this week, if it doesn't go well with Rule, apparently Jason Garrett is going to be the next man up for the uh, for the New York Giants. Um so I I um um I don't get it maybe his familiarity with the NFC East his uh being a former thought, quarterback and gaze. Yeah um it's interesting it I mean I listen I don't hate it but here's the problem with Garrett for me I do not know, honestly, what it's like. Right. I don't know what you could get from Jason Garrett, considering he never really had any say in anything shadow. that happened in the right. Dallas. Cow- I don't know. I honestly don't know. I mean, having to spend your entire career looking over your shoulder, uh, I, I just, I don't know what he's capable of. But maybe we know this: the Mara's are very hands off. You know, hey, it's your. Here you go. Bye bye. So as a quarterback with Daniel Jones, having a head coach who was a quarterback, it's kind of a unique situation there in the NFL.
3: Yeah. I mean, Harbaugh was one as well. Right. Reich was right. one as well. Yep. There's probably one or two others. If I think about it, it right. Works. Yeah. Like it, it works. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I guess here's my thing though. What are the thing you just said it? You don't know. Right. So like, when you're evaluating, when he interviews or whatever, what are the check boxes in like the good column? You know, yeah. like why do you want Jason Garrett? No. You know what I mean? More, like, are uh, yeah. about you? yeah, experience. Why, why, you
1: know, experience number one. I don't
3: know that he's a horrible head coach. I'll give you that. I don't. Maybe there's exactly. not the check marks on the negative side. Fine, but then it just seems like, eh, you know, like this fan base will revolt. You know, like it's not. Is it really a value add? I'll give you that. I'm not going to throw salt in the wounds on him, right? Right. But I also don't know that any reasons why he does raise all boats, right? I can tell Mm -hmm. you why a guy like Rule would be exciting. I can tell you why a guy like McDaniels would be important or intriguing. I can tell you why I like Jim Caldwell. Can you tell Mm -hmm. me why Jason Garrett is the guy for you?
1: Right. And that's... Listen, if things don't go well with rule, it's you got to have somebody. And why not a former NFL quarterback uh, who has, uh, you know, proven on the big stage there in Dallas that, you know, even when he gets emasculated, he was still. I will say this about Dallas, that even as bad as some of the times got there, they never quit on him in that locker room. Um, So the problem was they just all knew if I want to get paid, Jason Garrett is not the path for me to get my money. I, go I got to go to Jerry. I got to be friends with Jerry because everybody Jerry likes Jerry. Yeah, pays. right. So it's the end around. So why they didn't hate him and they didn't quit on him. They also knew. And this is going to be the same dynamic with McCarthy. If I'm a football player and I want to get my money, you are not helping me get that money. Like Belichick in New in New England, right? If All Belichick right. doesn't like you or Belichick thinks you're dogging it, your ass is on it. So you ain't getting paid. So there is no sure. Robert Kraft like that. So you have to impress the head coach. Like, you've got to play for the head coach. In Dallas, they were like, you yeah, know, Jason, you're a great guy. I love you. But I got to go get my money, so I'm going to go golf with Jerry. Jerry. Like, that's yeah, that's the dynamic there. You can't do that in, in New York either. So I, I, that's what I mean. It's so hard to judge him exactly. in that environment where he had no power. When you have no power as a head coach, you emasculated him. I don't know what kind of guy he can be in. A, I really, I do know the team didn't quit on him.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's like when you're a player, the head coach is like your boss, right? Your manager, your supervisor. Of course. But and the he's buck the key didn't for you to stop with him. The, the buck Brock, didn't right. stop with him. That's the problem. No. And, you know, we're seeing this somewhere else also, Joe, in a slightly different way. We're seeing this in Jacksonville
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where
3: Doug Marone was given the stay of execution because right. on the other way of thinking about it, they put it all on Coughlin. That's and so now we don't know about Marone,
1: and they're giving them a chance to find out. And we're gonna find it. There you go. Exactly. Yep. Great right. comparison. It's the same
3: theory, but taking it in a different way.
1: Yep. Same. True. Bottom line is, players know who's mm-hmm. gonna pay them and how to get paid. If it doesn't yep. go through the head coach, where the fuck? Good stops. luck. Good luck. Let me know how that works out for you.
0: DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice
1: So another name that uh, appears to be coming out uh, that will also be getting some um, some head coaching consideration. And correct me if I'm wrong here, but uh, Jim Schwartz, the Eagles' defensive coordinator, yeah, uh, was it the Lions? If I'm not mistaken, he like Detroit, he actually, Lions, yes, he took he over a crap Lions team and brought him to and made them a playoff contender. Did they not? So. I, I know there's guys will probably be like ah oh, he was terrible but he, there was a stretch there where he took over a horrific Lions team and I do think they made a run I don't know if it was when he was the interim job or I'm I'll trying to remember check, but yes
3: he was the coach with the Lions I I don't right. know because I give Jim there was Coldwell, some I think that was Jim Caldwell's tenure um I'll check it out but yes yeah um, right I mean, he, he did have some success.
1: Yeah, he did have some success, guys, absolutely. Listen, and and the one thing I think about him more than anything else, much like Greg Williams is that uh he brings this um authority with him where players respect and uh, you know, look no further than last year's Browns, guys. When Greg Williams was here mid coach, he, uh he cleaned up a lot of things in that uh, in that building and yeah, they started playing like a football team. Uh, Schwartz, if I'm not mistaken, so- did the same damn thing back in uh, in Detroit as well.
3: So, you know, I now brought it up and it's eh, not as much as we Where thought, was it? Joe. Uh, so was he was it? the head coach of the Lions from 09 to 13. Five seasons, Joe. Five seasons. Did he, take, did he take over for somebody Maybe his first from year? From Wayne Fonts, I think. I think it was Wayne uh, Fonts. Was it Fonts? No. Well, 09. Okay. I'll check to see who it was um, after. But he had full seasons. His first season was a full season, Joe. And it was okay. only five. It was only five. And honestly, he only made the playoffs once. There was only one winning record in there. Okay, he went ten and six with the Lions in 2011. They lost to the Saints in the wild card round. Of the okay. five years, that was the only time they were above 500 or in the playoffs. They had a seven and nine season, a six and ten season. But outside of that, not really. When did, really.
1: Um, when did um, Stafford? They called Caldwell?
3: Come? When did Stafford get drafted? That's interesting. In this. Te- right. um, Right was around it his there. Tenure
1: or was that it might Stafford have been tenure. the
3: Stafford progression. I'll check what year Stafford was. Right. But Schwartz started in 09. 09. Okay. Oh, 10 years ago. Definitely.
1: to who that was because that team was terrible back then. So, <laughs> what was the progression? Yeah, we'll look into that. I'll we'll have Stafford. more on that. Okay. Yep. But he is going to get consideration and it's uh, in the right spot. I don't hate it. Uh, I'll say that. That's fair. More it. coming up here next on the grid.